0: Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. I'm your host Kat Burdett, wellbeing coach, eternal nomad and self love enthusiast. Come join me on a journey as I deep dive into what it really takes to achieve that happy content state of being. The goal of this show is to bring you those feel good vibes, expand your learning and encourage your own personal growth so that you can discover what wellbeing means for you. I'll be exploring every and any genre, including health, mindset, spirituality, and much more. So get ready for a juicy, mind-opening, raw, and real experience where no topic is off limits. I hope this helps you to feel good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. I hope everyone is doing amazing and had a beautiful week. So today's topic of conversation is something that is quite relevant to me at the moment because I am currently dating and in all honesty, it is not going so well. (laughs) Um, And I just wanted to share a little bit about what it's like to be single in your 40s uh, I still can't believe I'm 40. Um, but yeah, to be single at 40, and even in your 30s, you know, it can feel like there's a lot of pressure on us to find the right person. And, you know, I guess I'm in a quite a lucky position because I'm not desperate to have children. And I know there might be some people listening to the show who maybe are single, maybe are in their 30s or 40s or even older. And maybe children is something that you really, really want, but you feel like that option has been taken away from you because you just haven't found that right person. And for whatever reason, you don't want to do it on your own. And in these modern day times, dating, I feel, has become a real challenge. You think it would be easy with all these dating apps, but actually what you find now is that these apps have actually given people too much choice and given people the the opportunity to think that, oh, actually this person isn't quite what I'm looking for. Actually, no, I would prefer a blonde over a brunette. Um, and actually you're judging people by how they look and not on personality. Now, I'm not gonna say, of course, looks are incredibly important because you want to feel attracted to someone. And that's where the initial attraction happens. But obviously, you know, looks fade. So after a while, if you did meet that person, you would really get to know the real them, get to know if you like them or not. Um, But unfortunately, it's made a lot of dating very superficial. And the other thing dating apps have kind of destroyed is that whole social interaction. So it's very unlikely now you would go out in the evening, go out to a bar or a pub or somewhere sociable and you would get chatted up or you would try to chat someone up because you've always got that dating app right there and you've maybe been talking to three or four people and there's the option there to meet up with those people at another time. So you've kind of put in that work of seeking somebody um so you don't need to go out and flirt with anyone else you don't and you don't expect to be chatted up anymore and this is this is actually the circumstances that i've been in i've been i've been sat in a very sociable bar i don't really club anymore let's be honest <laughs> but i've been sat somewhere and you know there's been a group of of guys hanging around and in the olden days you know if you're wearing a nice dress and you look good and you've got a cocktail in your hand it's, it's usual to at least get a glance from someone, um, <laughs> especially if you're relatively attractive and well presented. Um, but that just doesn't happen anymore because the guides know that, oh, it's okay because I can go around and see this girl that I've been chatting to later or so, you know, maybe they've got someone in line to hook up with or... Maybe they they want to keep their options open, you know, and maybe they found this perfect looking girl online and, you know, they haven't met her yet, but she is like exactly what they're looking for in terms of looks. And so they feel satisfied enough by this idea of this perfect looking woman. And so they're not interested in the girl sat at the bar or anyone else around them. And so I feel that that we've lost that that human interaction. And personally, I miss it. I miss being chatted up. I do actually tell a lie, though. When I was in Costa Rica, okay, yes, completely different space. But this really lovely guy, um, I I won't say who because I don't want to embarrass him, but he came up to me at the bar and actually chatted me up. And what was hilarious was I didn't realize that's what was happening because I'm so used to you know Nosara is a very friendly place I'm used to people talking to me and you know I, I just I didn't actually know he was chatting me up I had absolutely no idea until he turned around and said oh what are you doing later do you want to come out with me and my friends and I was like oh yeah and you know being very flirty with me and yes yeah, so I was absolutely shocked and I'd you know it was sad but I'd forgotten <laughs> What it was like to actually have a guy chat me up. And I was incredibly flattered as well because it meant so much because that hasn't happened for such a long time. So, yes, there was that one occasion, but that's probably one occasion in the last five years. <laughs> and the other thing about dating apps is, of course, a lot of people use them, and I can only speak uh, from the experience as a woman, but a lot of guys just want to have sex. They don't want to have a relationship. They don't want any sort of commitment because they know that they can go back on the app and they can find another pretty girl to go and have sex with. And that's more exciting to them. And nobody wants to actually put the work into having a relationship anymore. At least that's what it certainly feels like. And the other obstacle that's really getting in the way of um getting into a monogamous relationship is this whole concept of polyamory? And personally, for me, I don't, it doesn't sit right with me. I've had many, many intelligent discussions about this with a lot of my friends who are polyamorous um, and who do really believe in that. But I was actually listening to a recent interview with Aubrey Marcus, and he was talking about how he used to be polyamorous. And he had a couple of really beautiful relationships. And although he doesn't regret it, he realized that polyamory just isn't sustainable. And there's gonna come a time where your natural primal male instincts take over and you want your woman to be your woman and no one else's. Um, And it's funny because he was talking about how he got so triggered when he saw his woman go off with someone else or, you know, she told him about it. I probably don't think he was there at the time. (laughs) But of course, um, you know, if, if she got annoyed with him, then he would, he couldn't understand why. So he was saying how it just, it never felt right. And I mean, my personal belief about polyamory is that it's just a coping mechanism and a way of Uh, Dealing with our own insecurities of not getting hurt by somebody and avoiding the work. Now, that's just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. But in my experience of guys who are polyamorous, I have found there to be this pattern of insecurity. Now, I realize that's quite a bold statement to make. Um, But this is just my own observation. As I say, I could be wrong. But from the people I know that are polyamorous they are actually not happy with themselves, not comfortable with who they are, and I feel like they're filling some sort of void. And monogamy does exist, you know, and I do know many guys as well who actually want to be in a monogamous relationship, but I do find that now it's it's so much easier, isn't it, to just shag around to just have sex with whoever you want to just have fun you know it's light you don't have to get your feelings involved and we're we're so afraid of feeling of getting hurt Um, but it's such a shame because that really is where you grow where you learn and they say that relationships are your biggest personal growth escalators that's where you're gonna really learn so much about yourself and grow as a person and I always say entrepreneurship and being in a relationship are your two greatest personal growth teachers (laughs) and I've thought about trying polyamory myself and I just know I know myself and I know that that's it's just not what I want and the other way I look at it is since the dawn of time there have been men there have been women and they have got together and had families together. And so this has been going on since the dawn of time. But I feel at the moment that monogamy is getting a bad reputation and it's almost become popular to not be monogamous and to be single and to be polyamorous. And it's become this whole cool, sexy concept. But I think that everybody gets to a certain age where, and like Aubrey Marcus found, where they're done fucking around, you know? And they want to actually work on something meaningful because I feel like it takes the meaning away. And what I love about monogamy is that sacred unity that you have with somebody. Like, what's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? And obviously, if you are someone listening to this who is polyamorous and you have a different opinion on it, um, then please, I would love to hear it. And I'd love for you to share it. You can always send me a message on Instagram. But I can only speak on how I personally feel about this and from my own observations. So if you, you are someone who's listening, who who's finding that actually polyamory is working out for you, I would love for you to share your perspective with me. So, moving away from the topic of polyamory and monogamy, (laughs) I'm just going to bring it back to my own experience now and explain a little bit about where I'm at and what's going on in my dating world. So, I'm somebody that is actively open to being in a relationship. And being with one person, being in a monogamous relationship and building a future together with them. Now, I've actually been single for five years. It's been a really, really long time. And the reason that I've been single so long is because I just simply haven't found anybody that I feel that I can build a future with. And as I just explained, I've had all those other obstacles um, that have gotten in the way of finding somebody who's values align with mine so it's been really really challenging and you know on top of all that of course you actually have to meet somebody that you click with that you have a spark with and there's been a few times where I've met potentials and then it's just fizzled out so fast um, and it, it's it's very very frustrating it actually happened to me very recently and this person I I would have Engaged in a in a relationship with, you know, I'm sure that we our dating would have led onto a relationship, but then they suddenly just disappeared, and went very quiet on me. Didn't ghost me, but just it was very clear that they were no longer interested in pursuing me. So that's about the closest that I've come to a relationship in five years, which is incredible. And the other reason I've been on my own so long is because. I don't want to settle for somebody that's not right for me. You know, there's there's people I've met that, sure, I probably could have got involved with, uh, could have said the right things to, and could have had some sort of fake relationship with, but really, what's the point in doing that? You know, as you know <laughs> from this show, I'm an incredibly open person. And so honesty and truth and being yourself being your authentic self is incredibly important to me and their values I hold very highly and so I'm not prepared to settle so I've been hoping to come across the right person but it just hasn't happened yet so I want to share with you that if you are single and you have standards they don't have to be high standards but you have standards you have boundaries you have things that you're unwilling to negotiate on, that that's okay, go you. There's nothing wrong with maintaining those standards. Now, you want to, of course, be realistic. You want to, of course, be flexible. You want to, of course, give people the benefit of the doubt. And here's what happens when you do that. Because, okay, let's say that you have very high standards Um, that you want somebody to, I don't know, drive a particular sports car um to always be paying for the meals um to be bringing you flowers every other day i don't know something crazy like that okay so there's nothing wrong with with wanting that from someone but you also have to be flexible and think are these things negotiable are these things negotiable are these things actually going to contribute to me having A beautiful, dynamic, uh, mature relationship with somebody. Now, let's say that you let these things slide. So this, this guy that you've met, this beautiful guy, he doesn't do those things. He doesn't have those things. And there's a few other boxes that he doesn't check. But you decide to date him anyway. You decide to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then after a while, you actually realise that even though he doesn't do those things, he actually makes you feel really, really good. Or what would happen is maybe he doesn't make you feel really good. Maybe he doesn't do those things and he's not right for you. Either way, what's going to help you discover these things is time. You have to give people time time to get to know them because you can't expect from the first couple of months of seeing somebody to really know them and to also know how you feel around them and this brings me to another important piece to to dating and it's how does somebody make you feel so after you've spent time with that person and you're away from them Do you have warm, fuzzy feelings? Do you find yourself thinking about them? And I'm going to give an example here. So the guy I met recently, who I was very fond of and did really like, uh, never mind, but he surprised me. So I didn't expect to like him. I just thought, yeah, I'm going to go out on this date and it'll probably be all right. But the guy was like super funny. He made me laugh so much. We had such a good time together. And I realised the most important thing. Actually, this person's making me feel really good about myself. He's making me feel really happy, really respected, really heard, really loved. And, you know, he was asking the right questions and he was being a gentleman. So I was thinking about him after we'd spent time together and it was making me feel good. So despite him not ticking all my boxes... I decided to give him a chance. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) what happened is, after I then revealed to him that actually I did like him, he ran a million miles away. And unfortunately, this is just the classic what can happen. And it's totally fine. And from a spiritual perspective, I always see it as redirection. Because I believe that if somebody is meant to be in your life, then they will be. And if a guy really likes you and wants to be with you, he will show you, he will put in the effort, he will send you messages, you will hear from him, and he won't, he won't be a ghost. He's going to keep on reminding you that he's there. It might not be every day, but it will be regularly and consistently. And so if you have a guy who's leaving you with any sense of uh, confusion or doubt or you're questioning yourself or maybe they just don't make you feel that good or you've picked up on something they've said and it's shifted your energy and you kind of get this feeling inside of you that you're like, oh, that doesn't doesn't feel very nice. Then that guy is a no-go. That guy is not good for you at all because he's not bringing out the best in you. He's not making you feel good. And there is no compromise here. Your happiness and your self-worth comes first. You deserve to feel good. You deserve to feel loved. You deserve somebody who's going to make you feel good within yourself. And if anybody does the opposite of that, then it's time to say goodbye. So remember, a guy that really wants to be with you will make the effort. You will know and you will have no doubt in your mind that that is the case. Trust me on this. We have a tendency to hold on to the people that we think we like because they are often filling a hole within us, filling a void, filling an insecurity and when that happens it makes us feel like we're a whole person but I mean it is true what they say you can't really be happy with someone else until you're happy with yourself because a partnership a romantic relationship a husband whoever it is shouldn't be there to fill the void they should be a complement to your already happy existence so you're never ever going to feel fully happy with anyone until you start working on making yourself happy and i know that is such a cliche but of course clichés are there for a reason so i often use this as an indicator so if i'm if i'm dating someone and i realize that oh i'm i'm almost feeling a little bit infatuated with them and a little bit almost like addicted to them then I stop now and I turn the focus on myself and I go, hang on a minute, Kat, this is not, you shouldn't be feeling like this. You should be feeling calm. You should be feeling centered. You shouldn't be feeling aggravated by this person in any way. It shouldn't be changing your energy like this. And so if it is, then I think, okay, well, there must be something that I've, I've not looked at or found within myself. And You know, that person, it will never work out with that person anyway because you end up destroying each other. And that's actually one of the causes of toxic relationships. And this is exactly what happened with me and my ex boyfriend. It became very toxic very quickly because we were just filling each other's voids. So, the real key to finding the right person is to generate and cultivate that happiness inside yourself first. Because then when you're in a good place, mentally and emotionally, then you are going to make better choices because you are coming from a place of centeredness and not a place of lack. And actually, you can apply this to any situation in life. If you're ever in a place of lack about anything, if you make a decision from that point, it's never going to serve you well in the future. This is also where the law of attraction comes in. So like attracts like. So the energy that you feel inside is what's going to be attracted into your life. So if you feel happy and good within yourself and balanced and centred, you are then going to attract people of that frequency into your life. Because the frequencies are coherent, they match. And it's like a magnet. I've said this before on the show, but this is why for years and years... I attracted a lot of narcissists, sociopaths and really dangerous, disgusting people into my life because I felt so low about myself. I really hated who I was and I believed the stories of other people and I felt like crap and so this is why I attracted those types of people into my life and since working on myself... Yes, I'm attracting guys and it's not working out with them right now, but they're not narcissists. They're actually really nice people. You know, maybe they're not right for me and I'm not right for them. Maybe we're not right together, but they're really lovely people. And even if it doesn't work out, we have a beautiful time together. So it's it really is proof that doing the work on yourself not only changes your outer world, but changes the type of people that you attract into it. So I'm gonna turn all this back around on myself to give you a real life example. So at the moment, I'm attracting happy content people into my life, that is absolutely true. But I seem to be attracting people who are unavailable. Now, if we reflect on this, if I reflect on this, what does that mean about me? I've, of course, have already done some digging around this and I know exactly what it means. There is a place inside of me that is still extremely scared of commitment, scared of really being with somebody because of so many years of rejection, so many years of narcissistic, abusive relationships that I am too scared to really open my heart up fully to another. And that's the honest truth, quite a big thing to admit, I know, on the podcast, but it's the truth and I'm happy to always share the truth with you all. So what I tend to do is pick men that aren't really ready for a relationship, that are also scared to get involved, Um, basically people echoing exactly how I feel as well. So that's the area that I need to work on. And of course, I keep chipping away at this and I keep being brave and I keep putting myself out there. But it's it's still taking a long time because I've had so many years of negative experiences with men. Perhaps right now you're listening and a little alarm bell is going off in your head and you're thinking, well, damn, actually, if I'm really honest with myself, now I understand why I'm attracting those sorts of guys into my life. But I want you to please be gentle with yourself here because you are protecting yourself. This is this is your ego protecting you, trying to keep you safe out of harm's way, trying to wrap you in cotton wool. That's all that's happening here. And it's very difficult to push through that egoic state and to tell our ego, no, it's OK. I know this is scary, but it's going to be all right. Um, And especially when it comes to matters of the heart, I think that's perhaps the most armoured parts of us all, which can make breaking down those barriers extremely challenging. So be gentle with yourself and give yourself time on this, even if it means that you're 40 and still single. (laughs) So what I try to do now with dating is I use it as my own personal education. So if something doesn't work out with a person then I always turn the focus back to me and I I flip that switch and I go okay so what does this mean about myself where where is that behavior that the other person is displaying showing up within me and then I will start to question myself and I will start to dig into this and then I will start to nurture myself and love myself hold my inner child and say it's okay it's okay because remember that one of our most primal desires is to be loved we are just looking to receive love and so when we get rejected by other people we need to give that love to ourselves, because that's really what it means anyway it just means that somewhere inside of you you haven't shown yourself that love that you need and once you're able to give yourself that love you then start to feel happier being alone I used to remember times where I was crying like exasperated on the floor just thinking it's so unfair I can't find anyone nobody loves me I'm unlovable I'm gonna be alone forever. And that was a time when I really disliked who I was and I hadn't done any inner work. And since doing the inner work and showing myself that love and nurturing and supporting and showing love to my inner child, I don't feel like that anymore. Since I felt better within myself and happy with myself, then I don't actually feel like lonely anymore. Of course, we all need human attention and affection and things like that, sure. If I really think about it, and I'm really honest with myself, then okay, yes, maybe there are moments where I do feel lonely, but I no longer get to the point I used to where I'm like a blubbering mess on the floor I pick myself up up very quickly because I know my own value now. I know I'm worthy and deserving of love. I know I'm a good kind person. I know I have a lot to offer. And I know that actually I'm better off on my own than I am being with somebody who is not right for me, who's not going to treat me very well, who's going to devalue me rather than add value to my life I just don't need that and then I remind myself that if something is really meant for me then it will be in my life and so I've learned to just let go now and I'm not saying that that is easy and it doesn't always feel easy but I always make that choice and I just I let it go I stop holding on when you're in your 30s, late 30s, 40s, late 40s, or even older, you know, it's really easy to look around and start comparing yourself to other people and start thinking, well, I'm not married yet. Well, I don't have children yet. But I want you to remember that this is just simply what happens in our modern society it doesn't make it right it doesn't mean that you should be doing that you actually have no rules at all it's your life and there is no should there is no standard to maintain if that was the case there'd be some system in place where people would be getting impregnated um <laughs> and forcibly married no there's no there's no there's no reason that you actually need to do that but we feel of course naturally that we want to fit in with this standard we want to fit into society we don't want to be cast out of the tribe we want to be accepted and so we feel that if we don't have this then we're not going to be accepted but actually it really doesn't matter because there are no rules it's your life and You can live it however you want. You can live it differently to other people. And if you are somebody that really wants to find somebody and, like myself, wants to find somebody and you're single, the worst thing you can do is get needy, is get desperate about it. Because that will send any potential suitors running the other way faster than you can say Ariba, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it, it really puts people off. And I'm also talking about energetically as well, because you're emitting that frequency of desperation. And nothing good for you is going to come from that, I assure you, I've been there and done that many, many times. Here we come back to the paradox of life. the the polarities of the universe again. So if you're clinging, grasping and desperate for something, then you're just pushing it further away. You have to let go of something completely in order for it to show up. You can want it, you can declare you want it, you can manifest it, sure. But if you get needy and desperate, it's never going to come to you. It literally... Polarizes it. (laughs) So it's a hard one, but if you do feel that you are desperate and that you are needy, then there's some work you need to do around that to release that desperation and that neediness. And that work is loving yourself more, is digging into why you're feeling so desperate and needy in the first place. Where is that emotion coming from? Where is that void inside of you that you're trying to fill? How did it get there? What created it? These are all questions you can journal on. The ideal place that you want to reach is one where you feel happy within yourself. You like who you are. You're content with who you are. And you feel pretty centered most of the time yet you've made the decision that you want a partner to complement you and your life and to add even more value to what you already have. That's the energetic space that you want to be coming from. And that's when the good, kind, strong, beautiful husband types will likely show up for you. And you can test to see if you're there by allowing yourself to date people as an experiment and seeing who you get and that way you can work out exactly what you need to be working on in yourself and this is kind of as I say the place that I'm at in at the moment. I've already done a hell of a lot of work on this Um, and my, my story really all started with loving myself and really this is everyone's story it's all about having more love for yourself once you have that love for yourself you can take on the world you know anything is possible because you trust value and accept yourself and are willing to put certain boundaries in place so that's the message everyone keep working on you keep loving yourself keep learning keep growing keep evolving and I promise you that the right guy will come. And this, is, this has happened to me before. Okay, it's not happening at the moment. But that's because I'm asking for my perfect person. I'm asking for my soulmate. I'm asking for my Mr. Right. I am asking for everything. And the way I see it is, I've asked for a big manifestation in my life this soulmate guy this husband this life partner somebody I can travel the world with somebody that I can laugh with all day long you know I want this incredible person and so if I want this incredible person I need to become the incredible person myself and so if there's any little niggles with inside of me any any cracks that need ironing out then, It means I'm not ready to meet that person. I'm not matching his frequency yet. And so this is what I've come to realise. So I'm grateful for every guy that comes along that teaches me any lesson because it gives me that awareness of what I need to work on in myself so that I can become as incredible as the guy that I know I deserve to be with. Remember that you hold all the power here you are more in control than you think. And I really hope this episode has helped you to gain more awareness about your situation as a single person, (laughs) as somebody who might be looking for love and looking for that stellar relationship. If you have found that this episode has stirred up some emotions for you and you need to talk about it, then please do reach out to me either on Instagram or on my website. All the details are in the show notes, but it's www.the-wellbeingwanderer.com. And as you know, I am here to support you in any way that you need. And if it has made you think, "Mm, maybe, maybe there is some stuff that I still need to work on, or maybe you're in a relationship right now, And it's made you think, oh, actually, there's this and that going on in myself and it's causing issues within our relationship. This is your opportunity to start digging deeper. So if you would like my support in doing so, then please do reach out for me. That is what I'm here for. And I would be happy to hear you and give you all the support that you need. Now, whilst we're on the subject of community... I just want to let you know about an incredible group that I've created. And this group is available on Facebook. It's called Wondering About Wellbeing. And that's W-O-N-D, not like the title of the show. Um, and what it is, is it's a beautiful community space for people to come together to ask any questions that they have regarding their own well-being and what happens is every single monday at 7 p.m. uk time i've put all the time conversions on the site itself um, what we'll do is jump onto zoom and i'll hold space for a live q and a where we're going to talk about a topic of well-being you get to ask me any question you like about well-being and type it into the chat And every week there's going to be two hot seat spots available to receive some one-on-one coaching whilst we're on the live speaking about your well-being dilemmas, questions, queries, whatever you may want to ask. So this is a really wonderful space because it gives you the opportunity to have some one-on-one interaction with me so you can gain some support in what you're going through. You'll also meet like-minded people who are going through their own issues. So this is going to make you feel like you're not so alone. It's going to normalize what you're going through. And it's going to give you the chance to connect with other people and have this space where you can talk about anything that you want openly and freely. And that's going to happen every single week. So it's very rare in our life that we have someone that can hold space for us in that capacity or at that depth. There's also going to be challenges, special offers, giveaways, discounts, all sorts of things are going to be happening every week. So if you would like to come into the community, into this family, then all you need to do is head on over to www.the-wellbeingwanderer.com forward slash community and that link can be found in the show notes. I'm so excited to host this space and these Monday events for you, so I really hope that you can make it. I absolutely love connecting with you all and serving you in any way that I can. Thank you so much for jumping online to listen to the show today. I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode. It's brought you a lot of value And if you are enjoying the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe and rate button. And here is my final message before I leave you all today. You open your heart knowing that there's a chance it may be broken one day. And in opening your heart, you experience a love and joy that you never dreamed possible. You find that being vulnerable is the only way to allow your heart to feel true pleasure that's so real, it scares you. See you next week, everyone. Take care.